A Kepler Wedding, a radio play by Kevin Kennedy. It's a beautiful early summer morning. We take you to the town of Kepler, North Dakota. In Kepler, you will find the Lust for Life retirement home. Inside, we find Bruce Wald eating breakfast with his best buddies. nervous, Bruce? I'm not 20 years old. I'd be nervous. Why? You've both been married before. You knew my wife, Bruce. Wouldn't you be nervous? If I was marrying your wife? Yes, I would. But I'm marrying Gladys. Maybe you should wait a bit. How long would you suggest I wait? I don't know. Maybe a year or two? I'm 71 years old. I don't know if I have a year or two. Well, six months then. This is why I wanted you to be my best man, Richard. You told me you wanted me to be your best man because you knew either of these two mics here would be mad if you picked one over the other. Why didn't you pick me? Or me. Thanks a lot, big mouth. I didn't pick you, Mike Randolph, because you are my daughter's godfather, and I wanted to spread the wealth around. Is she coming? Of course she is. Well, I didn't know. She doesn't live in Kepler. She lives in Fargo, Mike. It's only an hour away. Right. And I didn't pick you, Mike Knutson, because your wife is the matron of honor, and I thought it would be weird to have you both up there with Gladys and me. She told me I couldn't be up there. She told me that also. That's why I didn't pick you. She even told me that I had to sit on the bride's side of the service. Why? Because we're Lutheran. This is a wedding, Mike, not the Crusades. Hey, don't yell at me. I just do what I'm told. (laughs) That's a smart move. I picked Richard because we go way back a long time. 55 years. 56. 56 years. And therefore, Richard is my oldest living friend. We met on the football field in August when I moved from Oaks to Kepler. I was a quarterback. And I was a tight end who never caught a pass because we ran the wishbone. You caught a pass? When? I threw you a pass in the Hankinson game. (laughs) That's right. I forgot. You lost six yards. That's why you forgot. Oh, what time does the wedding start? Three o'clock. Oh, that's when bingo starts. They're putting it off until 4.30. <laughs> You're going to have some angry residents. People expect bingo to start at 3. Why? Everyone is invited. They should all be there. People are serious about bingo. They can skip the reception and go to bingo. Maybe you should have bingo at the reception. So, when Richard is giving the best man's toast, he should pause and yell, B-14! He could do that. <laughs> that would work. This is the real reason I didn't pick either of you to be my best man. N-35. Stop. O-61. Stop. G-15. There is no G-15. He's right. It would be B-15. Yeah, B-15. I don't think I'm going to make it to the wedding. Hi, Mr. Wald. Are you ready for the big day? Kelsey, you've known me your whole life. Heck, you've spent more time sleeping over with my daughter than you probably slept at your own house. Please call me Bruce. I once dated a guy named Bruce. It just, it feels weird. Was he as wonderful as me? He turned out to be kind of a jerk. Believe me, this guy can be quite a jerk. He didn't ask me to be his best man. Yeah, he didn't ask me either. Well, I'm just sad that you're going to be off the market. I missed my shot. I must get back to work. I'll see you in a few hours at the service. Bye, Kelsey. I swear to God, all the pretty girls around here flirt with you. They flirt with everyone. They don't flirt with me. That's because your wife would cut your head off if she caught you flirting with a pretty girl. Hey, Bruce, I want to give you my gift early. This isn't a gift. It's a crumpled up Kleenex. Look inside. Two blue pills? What is this? It, it's for, you know. Is this your blood thinner medication? Is that what I think it is? It looks like it. I don't understand. They're, they're jumping beans. It's for the fun time you want to have tonight. You mean these are so I can perform for Gladys? <laughs> looks like it. What can I say? I'm a romantic. I've never taken one of these before. What if it causes me to have a heart attack? That's not how they work. Or a stroke. (sighs) You don't want to have a stroke on Gladys. At least not tonight. Here, take them back. I can't. Sure you can. No, Bruce. He really can't. My wife has the bottle and she knows exactly how many are in there. She gives me one every time she's feeling a little frisky. That way, she makes sure that I'm not flirting with the ladies while I play backgammon. So how did you get these then? I just pretended to take them, and then I did it the old-fashioned way. Wish I could do it the old-fashioned way. You just wish you could do it anyway. These are a gift from me, for you and Gladys, so that you could have a good time on your wedding night. I don't know what to say. Thanks, Mike. 
Do I take them both? No, just one. The other one is to tide you over until you can get your own prescription. Well, if I get a prescription, I'll give you back two. No, 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 no. That would be too much with my wife. Now I feel guilty because I didn't get you anything. That's okay. When I asked what you wanted, you told me not to get you anything, so I didn't. That's fine. I still feel guilty. I got you something. Now I really feel guilty. What did you get him? Nothing that will help him with tonight. (laughs) He has all the help he needs. Believe me. So does this count as the bachelor party? Did you want something more? Just feels like we should do something. Yeah, like uh, go to a club or something. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. There are no clubs in Kepler. We could drive to Wapiton before the wedding. And do what? Get drunk? We don't have to get drunk. We could raise a toast to your impending wedding. It's in five hours. Do you have some regrets about your own bachelor party? <laughs> yes. I regret going to that bachelor party. <laughs> me too. I haven't heard this story. <laughs> this is a Kepler legend. About 50 people showed up to this bonfire. I only invited 15 people. Whatever. Word got out that Mike was having a bonfire for his bachelor party behind the barn on his parents' farm. They suggest that I have it there. They even paid for the beer. It started off with just a few of us. Bruce, Kenny, me. Chuck, Donnie. That's right. Chuck was there, and he brought two girls. Marilyn and some redhead from Hankinson. Carla or something. We had a nice fire going, and we were having a good time making fun of Mike. Have you ever been out to his parents' farm? Just once. They had this long driveway that led into the place. I looked up, and there was a convoy of cars coming. Chuck told us he invited some friends. Half of Hankinson showed up. The guys from Hankinson brought beer, so we let them stay. Your parents never would have let that many people come out to that party. Where were they? Oh, they went to my aunt's farm for the night. Well, about an hour later, one of the Hankinson guys thinks it would be funny to see if he could jump over the fire. Everyone is drunk and egging him on. He gets a running start, and he easily clears the fire. Everyone starts yelling, and they they add some wood to the fire to build it up. He runs up and clears it again. Turns out this guy is the state high jump champion. He pulls out his first base medal and shows everyone. He carried it around in his pocket. What kind of guy carries his five-year-old state high jump medal in his pocket? Mike is getting mad because it's his party and all the girls are ooing and eyeing over this guy. Mike bets him that he can't clear it again. Yeah, he didn't clear it again. Mike throws a bunch of logs on the fire to build it up higher. I threw one log on the fire. Mike has $100, and this guy's friends collect $100. The bet is on. This guy does some stretches and jogs around a bit. Then he goes up, and he leaps high in the air, and he clears the fire. Wow! He didn't clear it. His pant leg caught on fire. As he went over, his foot caught a log, and he kicked it, and his pant leg caught on fire. His friends run up to him and dump beer all over his leg to put out the fire. The guy gets up, and he goes to collect his money from Mike. (laughs) He kicked that log. It's the same as hitting the high jump bar. His friends argue that he got over the fire, so he won. They say he only would have lost if he landed in the fire. And since he landed on the other side, Mike owed him a hundred bucks. This goes on for a while. Everyone from Hankinson saying he won and everyone from Kepler agreeing with Mike. This guy gets up in Mike's face and says if he doesn't give him the money, he's going to take it from him. It was bad. I could have taken him out. It was like our football game against them senior year all over again. Both sides are ready to fight. I was ready to run into the house and call the police. Just as punches were about to fly, the redhead girl, uh, Connie, Candace, whatever her name was, yells, The barn is on fire! It turns out that the log this guy kicked had rolled over by some hay, and it caught fire. Why didn't someone just put the log out? Everyone was pouring beer on his flaming pant leg, so no one noticed it. We all turned, and flames are shooting up the side of the barn, almost as high as the roof. Mike yells, Everyone run to the well! We had one of those pump handles that got water out of the well. It was close to the barn, and I thought we could fill buckets and pass them to put out the fire. You only had one bucket. We run over there, and the Hankinson guys keep on running to their cars and drive away as fast as they can. We still had 20 of us, but it didn't matter. The hose in the house didn't get anywhere near the barn. I ran inside and called the fire department. By the time they got there, the roof was already caving in, and the barn was a total loss. The next day at the wedding... Your fiancé was angry. Yeah, she threatened not to marry me. 
When the priest asked if anyone objected, Mike's mom physically grabbed his dad and yanked him down. <laughs> his mom started yelling at him not to embarrass her in the house of God. When it came time to light the unity candle, Mike's dad yelled, Don't let him light it, Father. He's too dangerous with fire. The worst part was later that day, we opened presents and cards, and we got over $2,000. I had to give all the money to my dad for the barn. Instead of going on their honeymoon to Florida for a week, they went to Bemidji for the weekend. (laughs) Bemidji is nice. Why have you never told me this story? It's not exactly something you want to tell everyone you know. I told everyone I met that story for five years. And my wife stopped letting Richard come over to the house because she hated when he brought it up. I started calling him Flamethrower. Flamethrower? Oh, that's a great nickname. I'm going to start calling you that. Please don't. I have to go get some things done before the wedding this afternoon. Where's Gladys? Uh, She and my wife are at the beauty salon getting their hair done. I'll see you guys in a few hours. How did Earl propose to you, Sydney? It was really romantic. We were supposed to go up to my parents' house on Christmas Eve. Remember how we had that blizzard and they shut down the interstate? My daughter got stuck in her driveway. Exactly, Pearl. It was that deep. Earl prides himself on that stupid truck of his, so he probably could have made it up to Jamestown on the back roads. But we got in a fight, of course. He went out for a while, and when he came back, he had a ring and proposed. I think that was the plan all along. I think he started the fight on purpose to get out of that house and get the ring. Nothing was open on Christmas Eve. I think he had it over at Tanner's house. Did you know Tanner is my grandson? No. Um, I don't mean to say bad things about Tanner, but he doesn't seem to be all there, Gladys. Tanner is as dumb as a stump. He does some of the dumbest things. Does he still drive his truck around with no passenger door? No. My son, his father, welded it back on because he didn't want to spend the $400 to get it fixed. How did he knock the door off? He says he was backing up with the door open and he hit a pole and tore it off. That doesn't explain the dented driver's side door and the busted windshield. The less I know what Tanner is up to, the better. You're right. It's your wedding day. Are you nervous? No, I've been married before. I would be nervous. Did Earl get down on one knee when he proposed? No, he kind of just threw the box at me. When I opened it, I said, what's this for? He didn't even ask you to marry him? No, he just said, isn't this what you wanted? Earl's not very romantic. I hope you gave it back. No, to tell you the truth, it was what I wanted. We'd been dating for six years, and I guess I talked about it quite a bit. Maybe too much. Have you picked a date? Sometime this fall. It depends on when we can get an opening at the Catholic Church. Father Al is doing our wedding today. I thought you were Lutheran. She is, but Bruce is Catholic, so that means Father Al and Pastor Donna are going to officiate together. You can do that? You can, but I don't recommend it. We had to do pre-Cana at the Catholic Church and pre-marital counseling at the Lutheran Church. Why? You've both been married before. There's quite a bit of friction between the two churches. I would strongly recommend eloping, Sydney. I want a church wedding. A dress, flower girls, and my sister as the maid of honor. The worst part is both Father Al and Pastor Donna gave them the you-know-what talk. The you know Oh, Father Al said he was required to give it. Speaking of that, I think you should know that my husband, Mike, gave Bruce two blue pills for tonight. Why on earth did he do that? Because my husband is an idiot. I don't think we'll need them. He doesn't know that I know, but I just wanted you to know so that you aren't surprised. What blue pills? They're to help a man out on his wedding night. I call them jumping beans. Jumping beans? Oh, I know what you mean. Earl won't need those. (laughs) Just wait, honey. Eventually, he will. Oh. I want to give you a piece of advice, Gladys. If Bruce decides to get himself a prescription for jumping beans, make sure you take the bottle and hide it on him. Then you can dole them out when you please. Why would I do that? Otherwise, he'll take one every night and you won't get any sleep. Lydia, honey, I'm going to need you to sit over there. I have to talk to Gladys in private. Mom, I'm a teenager now. I'm almost an adult. I know why we are here. Would you just do me a favor and sit over there? Look at your phone. Fine. Hi, Teresa. I'm glad you made it for the wedding. Hi, Teresa. Would you two mind? I'd like to talk to Gladys alone. 
Sure thing. Come on, Pearl. I can wash your hair in the back sink. Is something wrong? Yes, this wedding. Excuse me? I've been thinking about this for a week. You can't get married to my father. Why? He loved my mother very much. I know that. She was a great woman. You two can remain friends, play bingo, shuffleboard, whatever it is that you do in that place. We like to play cribbage. My mother only died three years ago. I'm not trying to replace your mother, Teresa. I know Mom didn't want him to get married when she passed. She told you that? Yes. Well, I mean, not exactly that. Not in so many words. They were, they were very committed to each other, and it would upset her to know that he got remarried. Have you talked to your father about this? Not yet, but I'm going over there right after this. I wanted to talk to you first. I knew you'd understand. I told your father I wasn't going to replace his first wife. Good, so it's all settled. Well, he assured me that he wanted to get married to me. My father isn't all there sometimes. Your father's mind is fine. He's got the best memory of anybody in Lust for Life Retirement Home. Mom, I'm hungry. Not now, Lydia. I didn't eat anything before we left. I said not now. Are they going to have any food at this wedding? There isn't going to be a wedding. Then why did we drive down here? I said not now! Geez, sorry. Are we on the same page now? Maybe we should go talk to your father together. No. I read about women like you in a magazine. Women like me? Gold diggers. Women that prey on old, lonely men. Marry them, then take their money. I have my own money. Well, good. Then you don't need my dad's money. I'm not marrying your dad for his money. I'm marrying him because I love him. Well, he doesn't love you. He loved my mother. They were married for 42 years. There's no way you'll be married to my father for that long. He has a heart condition. I know he has a heart condition. I give him his pills for it every morning. Do you give him the right dose? Are you trying to kill him? No, he just forgets to take them sometimes, so I remind Ah him. I told you, he forgets things. That's not unusual at our age. I forget things, too. There must be a law or something about taking advantage of a man with Alzheimer's. Your father doesn't have Alzheimer's. How do you know? Because we went in and got him checked about a week ago. He's 71, but the doctor said he has the body and mind of a 50-year-old. Grandpa's only 50? No, dear. Your grandpa is really old. So old that he shouldn't be allowed to get remarried. How old is Grandpa? Is he like a hundred? Don't you worry about how old he is. He's old. I've never met anyone that was a hundred years old. We have quite a few people that are over a hundred years old in the retirement home. Can I meet one? I have to do a project for school, and if I get a selfie with someone that old, I can use it. We're not going over there. I thought we were going to Grandpa's wedding. There's not going to be a wedding today. Come on, let's go. Is it safe to come out? I suppose. You should have told her about the prenup you signed. Your hair's not wet. Pearl said we should listen at the door. Of course she did. Ms. Nosy. I'm sorry. Don't worry about it, Sydney. It's not your fault. Should we jump in the car and run her off the road? No, I'm too good of a driver for that. I could drive. You haven't driven in ten years. That's the perfect excuse. Everyone would believe that it was a mistake. No. We could get your grandson, Tanner. He's already had three accidents this year. We are not going to drive Bruce's daughter off the road, Pearl. Well, then what are we going to do? I'm going to call off the wedding. It's a beautiful morning in the Red River Valley. I hope all of our KFGO listeners are able to get outside today. I have a few acres to get mowed down at the lake before I before I get to scratch my itching for some fishing. Which reminds me, the big Kepler Fishing Derby is coming up, and my buddy Ray reminded me that they have some open spots yet. Who is parking in my spot? Excuse me, do you work here? Uh, yeah. Whose car is that? Well, I don't know. Didn't you see who parked it? Uh, some guy. What did he look like? Black suit, priest collar, I think he's allowed to park there. Father Al. Hey, excuse me. You're not allowed to park your car there. That's handicap parking. I'm supposed to park in the clergy spot. You have to be clergy to park there? I am clergy. Oh. Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I can't be a minister. Well, I didn't mean that. Where are you a minister? At Redeemer Lutheran Church of Kepler. Well, I've never seen you there. I just started there three weeks ago. Uh, Pastor Keith works there. He retired. 
I clear the snow and I cut the grass there. I've never seen you before. Like I said, I just started. Pastor Keith always came out to bring me a hot chocolate when I would clear the snow. He hasn't done that in a while. That's because he retired. He moved to Fargo. Oh, that's a shame. I really like those hot chocolates. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I'll bring you a hot chocolate when it snows the next time. Well, he also brings me lemonade when I cut the grass. I'll remember that. That would be nice. I have to mow the cemetery next door also. He always brought it out when I was done with the church grounds. That's nice. But right before I would start on the cemetery. Well, I'll let you get back to your work. Are you living in the parsonage next door? Yes, I am. I mow that too. That's nice. Thank you for that. And and sometimes Pastor Keith would invite me in for lemonade if it was really hot. Okay. I think it's going to be hot today. Okay. I'm not Lutheran. Well, I have to go. I was raised Presbyterian, but we don't have a Presbyterian church in Kepler. No, we don't. Well, bye. You know, I I would go if we had a Presbyterian church. Yeah, I'm sure you would. I suppose I could go to the Catholic church or maybe the Lutheran church, but it just doesn't feel right. Okay, well, if you change your mind, you are always welcome. Do you have a Saturday service? No, we don't. I always like the Saturday service. Uh That way I could sleep in on Sundays. Oh, sure. But I probably shouldn't be telling a man of God that. Woman! Oh, wo- wo- uh, a woman of God. I- I'm sorry. Well, you have a lot of work left to do. I don't want to keep you from it. No, I was just mowing the lawn so it looks nice for the wedding today. Well, thank you. We've never had a female pastor at the church no. I went to growing up. That's a new thing for me. Well, we've been doing it for a long time. Have a nice day. You can't park in the handicapped spot. They'll give you a ticket. Welcome to the Lust for Life Retirement Home. May I help you? Can you point me in the direction of the recreation room? I'm sorry. They're setting up for a wedding in there right now. I know. I'm going to be officiating the wedding. But Father Al is in there right now. I'm doing the service with him. Oh. We're doing it jointly. What are you going to be doing? I'm the pastor over at Redeemer Lutheran. But Pastor Keith... He retired and moved to Fargo. Is that right? He was a nice man. He used to come here for visits every Wednesday. In fact, I haven't seen him in a few weeks. Are you going to be coming on Wednesdays? I haven't met all of the Lutheran parishioners yet. Are there many here? Well, let's see. There's Connie Wright. Her husband, Doug, passed away last year, so that's one. Mm, There's Gladys. She's marrying Bruce today, but he's not Lutheran. He's Catholic. Could you please make me a list? I've really got to get into the recreation room. Gil! Gil, can you show me where the recreation room is? I'm going there now. Helen is in there practicing as we speak. Thank you. I don't know if I'll have this list ready for when you leave. I'm going to the wedding also. Anytime is fine. It's this way. Does everyone in this town talk this much? Yes. You've spent some time with my wife, right? Oh my goodness, they've started. No, Helen likes to practice. That's why I had to get out of there. If I hear a song too many times, I'm afraid I might lose my mind. She's played it over 200 times already. Well, practice makes perfect. It also makes me want to smash the piano. I'll give you a little hand motion. A circle and a point like this. And then you start to play. That's nice. Pastor Keith never gave me a hand motion. It'll be subtle, but you'll know when it's time. Thank you, Father. Do I call you Father or Father Al? Uh, You can call me either. Say, we just lost our organist at St. Peter's Church. I was wondering if you would consider coming over to play for us. I know Bernice's cataracts were getting pretty bad, but she could probably play all those church hymns from memory. The problem wasn't reading the music. It's it's that she couldn't see the keyboard and she'd put her fingers down on all the wrong notes. She also had arthritic fingers and couldn't play some of the chords. Uh, so what do you say? Would you like to come over and play with us? I don't know. It pays $75 a Sunday. Really? Redeemer only pays $50 a Sunday. We believe in paying organists what they're worth. 
Don't you dare try to poach my organ player. I wasn't trying to poach anybody. Helen is a very valuable member of our church. Apparently, she's not valuable enough to get $75 on a Sunday. Well, Helen doesn't do it for the money. She does it because she loves to worship for the Lord. Isn't that right, Helen? I do like worship service, but $75 is a lot of money. Uh, weddings pay 100 <gasps> I'm only getting 50 for this wedding. I'll talk to Bruce and make sure you get the full 100 That would be nice. I am going to the church council this week and up your pay to $75 per Sunday. Does that include Wednesday rehearsals? We pay $25 for Wednesday rehearsals. I don't get paid anything for rehearsals at Redeemer. I'll talk to the church council about that, too. Uh, honey, did you get a chance to try out that new song they gave you? I've been working on the bridal march. I only played it a few times. You really should practice the new song. It's called Jesus Walks With Us. You'll love that song. It's very contemporary. I do like it. We'll get some new songs for the church, too. I'll talk to the council. Do you think we could get this new book? It has some great songs in it. You can keep that book. I'll buy you your own copy. Brand new. Let's go practice. Can I keep this book until I get the new copy? Keep it as long as you like. Uh, can I talk to you for a moment? What are you doing? I just wanted to give her a present. You're trying to buy her off. It's a free market. Churches aren't a business. Maybe you should think about paying your people more if you want them to stay. Maybe you shouldn't try poaching them. That sounds great, Helen. Did you know we have a new organ at St. Peter's? We're getting a new organ soon, Helen. You're not getting a new organ and you know it. We'll be getting a new organ within a month. By the way, I don't appreciate you taking my parking spot. Uh, what parking spot? The one that is clearly marked clergy parking only. That spot is um, first come, first served. You only live one block from here. You just drove your car and parked there to spite me. I had to bring some things in the car. What? Uh, th that new hymn book. Hi, Father. Does this setup work? I would have preferred to have the wedding in the church. The new organ sounds wonderful in there. Well, uh, there were other considerations to take in. Gladys wanted to have it over at Redeemer Lutheran. She did, so this was the compromise space. A healthy marriage has both partners rowing in the same direction. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Is that Abraham? Abraham Lincoln. Plus, many of the people in the retirement home can't get around too well. I got permission from the bishop to have the wedding outside of the church. You don't need permission from anyone when it is a Lutheran wedding. That's because you have no rules. Ah, here comes the bride. Gladys, I really think we should move this wedding over to Redeemer Lutheran. Helen is on the decorating committee, and she can call the ladies and have the church decorated within an hour. St. Peter's already has some beautiful flowers that decorate the altar. We could move the service there now. That church is way too dark. It feels majestic. Redeemer is plain looking and doesn't have the feel of a traditional church. We have a new baptismal font. They're having a wedding, not a baby. There's not going to be a wedding. Can I talk to you for a moment, Bruce? You see what you've done? Now they're not going to get married and it's all your fault. My fault? If you hadn't. Are you having second thoughts? Your daughter came to see me at the cut and curl. Your hair looks great, by the way. She doesn't want us to get married. She thinks I'm replacing her mother. You're not. That's what I told her. But she thinks I'm a gold digger and that I am after your money. You have much more money than me. That's what I told her. But she thinks I'm after your fortune. I don't have a fortune. I know that, and she knows that. I'll talk to her. Perhaps we should put the wedding off for six months. We might not have six months. Don't talk like that. Clarence died the day after he got married to Margaret. He had a heart condition. I have a heart condition. You have high cholesterol. That's a heart condition. Clarence had congestive heart failure. He had a row of pill bottles as long as your arm. I'm 71 years old. I don't know how long I'm going to live. What time I have left, I want to spend it with you. I don't want to delay this wedding. Let me talk to her. Okay. Are we on or off? 
We're in a holding pattern. Holding pattern? Should I keep practicing? Yes, Helen. Gil called our wedding off three times. I did not. You did too. We just changed the dates. He says we changed the dates, but he got cold feet. I don't think Bruce has cold feet. His daughter doesn't want us to get married. Oh, dear. Maybe this will get delayed. I don't want it to get put off. Of course not, dear. But blood is thicker than water. A child can destroy the best laid plans. My mother didn't want me to marry Gil. That's why we put it off. Helen. It's true, Gilbert. You know it. My mother thought he was the least ambitious boy I had ever dated. She said I would be relegated to a life of scarcity and want. I'm going to go change into my Sunday suit. Oh, you do that, dear. Oh, and don't forget to shine your shoes. He always says no one is looking at his shoes. Well, I look at his shoes, and he looks like a pauper. If people are looking at his shoes, I'd better trade in my dress. (laughs) Are you wearing a wedding gown? Is it white? Oh, heavens no. I haven't been able to wear white since Richard Nixon was president. I'm sure your dress is beautiful. It is. I bought it for my husband's funeral. I'm sorry, does that sound maudlin? A little. I wanted a beautiful dress for his funeral. I only wore it that one time. I want to honor my past as I move into my future. It's been a few years. I don't think anyone will remember. Oh, trust me, they'll remember. Was it a flower print dress? Yes. They'll remember. I don't have time to drive up to Fargo to buy another dress. Gladys, as long as you are marrying the man you love, it doesn't matter what you wear. I do love him. I didn't think I'd be able to love again after my husband died. No, I spent half my time wishing Gil were dead. (laughs) We were married so long, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Every day he was right there drinking his morning coffee, and then suddenly he wasn't. I kept asking him questions absentmindedly, but there was no reply, not even a grunt. He had a way of grunting that could answer your question. (laughs) Men have their own grunting language. I think they prefer it to talking. They do. Are you marrying Bruce because you love him or because you are lonely? I am lonely. I didn't think I was. I really didn't want to admit it, but I was. But I do love him. At first, I thought that I was betraying my husband. Everyone was telling me to get out there and start dating again, but I didn't want to. I wanted my husband back, but that wasn't going to happen. And Bruce came along. Came along? Doesn't that sound ridiculous? I've known him my whole life. What does your son think about it? He grunted like his father, but I sensed an element of acceptance. I think he was relieved that I would have someone looking out for me. My son is concerned that way. He also doesn't have to check in on me every second. A son just wants his mother to be happy. I'm happy. It took three years, but I am happy again. Gil and I have reached the comfortable stage. That's where I was with my husband. Uh, Sometimes I wonder if comfort can make you lazy in a relationship. I didn't want to think all the time about my marriage. I just wanted to be content, and I got there. Bruce is different. He challenges me. He listens. He wants the best for me. Sometimes I pick fights with Gil just to get the adrenaline going. I don't want Gil to get too comfortable. I never fought with my husband. Oh, maybe once or twice, but not very often. Gil is very set in his ways. He likes to go in the garage and organize his tools. He likes to fiddle with the lawnmower. He complains about cleaning out the gutters, but I think he secretly likes doing it. I don't think I want to get married without his daughter's blessing. Are you going to call it off? I don't think she's going to change her mind in the next two hours. Probably not. I don't want to disappoint everybody. Doesn't everybody live in the retirement home? Almost. They can just go back to their rooms then. Or they can stay and play bingo. I don't think anyone will even remember that there was a wedding planned once the bingo starts. Saved by the bingo. What about you? You've been practicing for hours. Don't you worry about it, Gladys. I felt like I was giving up when I moved into the retirement home two years ago, but I really enjoy the community here. I just couldn't mow the lawn anymore. What about your son? He put my grandson, Tanner, in charge of mowing the lawn, but he did such a terrible job. He would look at his phone while mowing, and he would miss large parts of the yard. It was embarrassing. I thought about moving into an apartment up in Fargo, but I know everybody here. Gil and I have talked about moving to Minneapolis to be near our grandson, but I don't want to leave Kepler. If I moved to Fargo, it would have been to get away from my grandson.
have you made a decision, Gladys? Bruce went to talk to his daughter. Uh, Perhaps I should talk to her. I remember giving her first communion. Oh, will that do the trick? Communion is a very powerful sacrament. Uh, Gladys, there was a delivery for you in the dining hall. What is it? I think it's meant to be a cake. What do you mean you think? Was your grandson making the delivery? Tanner? Yes. He was supposed to get the cake from Ray's diner and bring it here. Well, it's here then. Is there something wrong with it? It's a little bit crooked, you might say. Crooked? Uh, cattywampus. It looks like someone ran into the side of it with a truck. Where's Tanner? He set it on the table, but when he saw all of us tilting our heads to look at it, he ran out. I'd better go look at it. Do any of you drive a tan Ford Taurus? I do. Daryl wrote you a ticket, and it's getting towed right now. What? You can't park in the handicapped spot. I'm clergy. The clergy spot is clearly marked. Father Al is in that spot. This is all your fault. I'm parked legally. Where are they towing it? To the impound lot in Wapiton. How am I going to get there without a car? I can give you a ride. You go ahead, and I'll officiate the wedding myself. Oh, no, you don't. You are going to give me a ride to that lot right now. We have two hours before the service. The county impound lot is closed on Saturday. This is Farm and Ranch reporter Rusty Halverson. We're speaking with Extension agent Doug Hendricks about the growing season. Tough start for folks in the central and western part of the state. Dry conditions have made planting tough. Seed providers concerned about farmland erosion. What have you heard from farmers, Doug? Uh, you know, that's correct, Rusty. Uh, we're really looking for some moisture out there. Do you think there they are. The Hi, Grandpa. Hi, sweetheart. Are you two just sitting out here looking at the old house? Mom's been sitting like that for the last hour. I think she had a stroke. I didn't have a stroke. I just didn't want to talk to you. That sounds like a stroke to me. Are you hungry, sweetheart? Starving. I have a Snickers bar on the front seat. Why don't you go sit in my car and eat it? I would do anything to get away from this stroke victim. Brat. You had your moments. Was I really that bad? Not with me, usually. But you had them all the time with your mother. I see the new people painted the shutters on the house. Looks nice. I was going to paint those shutters for 30 years. Doesn't matter, Dad. I know. You're going to marry her, aren't you? I'd like to, but I'm not going to do it without your blessing. My blessing? You want my blessing, but my own daughter wishes I had a stroke. She's just a kid. Oh, haven't you heard? She's 13 now. She's almost an adult. I liked her so much better when she was 12. I know this is hard on you. You have no idea. Do you remember when you were 12 and we buried Sparky? Yes, right in the backyard. Put a rock on top of the grave and painted his name on it. Wonder if he's still there. Six months later, we got that Cocker Spaniel. Bruiser! You love that dog. It didn't mean that you didn't love Sparky. But Sparky was gone now, and Bruiser was able to help fill that hole in your heart. Are you comparing my mother to a dead dog? I didn't have a better analogy. It's a pretty weak analogy. How about this? I didn't realize how lonely I was going to be when your mom died. I'm lonely, sweetheart. I've still got love to give. I don't want to settle for anything less. Stop! Stop! You're beginning to make me feel guilty. I didn't mean... Got my blessing. Are you sure? Yes. Do you have to do me one favor? Anything. You have to let Lydia ride with you back to the wedding. I can't stand her right now. (laughs) Deal. Mom would be digging in that flower bed in the front of the house on a day like this. I can almost see her. I really miss her. I miss her too, sweetheart. I miss her too. Earth, do you remember all these people's names, Kelsey? I work here in Lust for Life, Teresa. 
I don't recognize hardly anyone. That's what happens when you never move away from Kepler. Thank God I moved to Fargo. Mr. Knutson over there, do you know who he is? Isn't that one of my dad's buddies? He's the one over there wearing the sport coat that looks like it's about to pop a button. Mike. Yes, Mike. I know him. He slipped your dad a few of those blue happy pills that help older gentlemen on their wedding night. Hey, hey, young ears are listening. I'm 13, Mom. I know what those blue pills are for. They have commercials for them now. Why don't you go over there and find us a seat? You need to treat me like an adult. When you pay your taxes and can afford your own health insurance, then I'll treat you like an adult. Now scoot. Ugh. Did you just tell her to scoot? You sound like your mother. Oh, you only knew. I sound more like my mother every day constantly telling her to pick up her clothes and to stop chewing her fingernails. As long as you don't tell her if you catch her smoking cigarettes out behind the Turnblatt's barn, you're going to skin her alive. I'm sure that's next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is tough for me. I mean, I really miss my mother. I wish she was around to give me advice with Lydia. I mean, sometimes I have no idea what to say to her. I feel like this alien has started living in my house. She's always rolling her eyes at me. I want to poke her in the eye. You used to roll your eyes at your mother. I did not. You did too, all the time. Really? Remember the time your mom wouldn't let you go out with me on a Friday night because you were getting a D in math? Well, that was unfair. You rolled your eyes and stomped out of the kitchen. Your mom said to me, one of these times when she rolls her eyes at me, she's going to lose an eye. She was holding a paring knife and flailing around with it. I was worried that she'd do it. (laughs) Mom's bark was much worse than her bite. You were always complaining about her. I was so mean to her when I was a teenager. Now it's karma. Lydia treats me like this. She loves you. I know. But it doesn't feel like it sometimes. You used to say that you wish Princess Diana was your mother. I did? Yes. Well, that was probably because I had a crush on Prince William. Your mom was a rock. She was. That's why this is so hard for me. There's no way Gladys can replace that woman. Well, she's not trying to. Gladys is very nice. I know, I know. Just haven't gotten over my mom's death. You know what they never tell you? How much it sucks when your mom dies. Really sucks. It does. I find myself wanting to call her at random times during the day, but then I realize I can't. The other day, I was trying to fix the hem on this skirt. I knew she'd have some little trick to fix it, but I couldn't call her and ask her. It's at times like that when it hits me. I know Gladys is a good person. My dad wouldn't pick someone that wasn't. It's like this wedding is telling me that I'll never be able to call my mom when I need help with the hem of my skirt, and that hurts. You should have just worn pants. I was going to till my daughter came into my room wearing a dress. Couldn't let her look good and have me looking like the grungy one. (laughs) My dad came and found me this afternoon, sitting in front of our old house on 9th Street. Lydia told him she thought I had a stroke. Sounds like something you would have said. Brat. Like mother, like daughter. (laughs) He said he he wouldn't go through with the wedding unless I gave him my blessing. It appears you gave him your blessing. Believe me, I didn't want to. What made you change your mind? compared my mom to our dog. What? (laughs) It had something to do with our dog dying. I don't know. He just looked really sad, and I don't want him to be sad. You're a good daughter. Okay. Let's get this thing over with. Your dad looks good in his suit. Would you do me one last thing? Sure. Anything. Never tell me that my dad got happy pills from one of his buddies. I don't need to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yet. The bride isn't even in the room. He gave me the sign. Who gave you the sign? Father. Ow. What sign? When he moves his finger in a circular motion. He was pointing at one of the people in the front seats. He said his finger would go in a circular motion. That was a point. A circle. Everyone is looking over here. Should I start again? Stop, stop, stop. She's not in here. Then why is everybody watching me? They're wondering why you are playing when there is no bride. Has it started yet? No, dear. And why did I hear the song? It was an accident. No, I didn't have an accident. I went before we came down. Take your fingers off the keys. It was an accident. Now I'm so nervous I have no idea when to play. You can relax a moment. 
I just got word that Gladys is going to be a few minutes late. I am ready to play this song, Father Al. Oh, just just be patient and remember, I will give you the signal when to start. It's a circular motion? A circle and a point. I think you already did that. Don't worry, you'll know. I used to conduct the youth choir. You'll know when I give you the cue. I'll just keep an eye out for Gladys. Maybe that would be easier. No, no, no. We must we must get the timing right. Quit trying to steal my piano player during a wedding. I was just going over the cue with her. What cue? The cue went to start the bridal march. You just have to wait until the bride enters the room. I have a, a gesture cue. A gesture cue? What on earth is that? All the great directors use them. You mean to tell me that you conduct the choir at St. Peter's too? I just let them know when to start. Oh, it's a good thing priests aren't allowed to marry. What's that supposed to mean? It's just that all your pointing and cueing would drive a wife crazy. You're not married. That's by choice. Mine's by choice also. Well, you couldn't be a priest and marry if you wanted to. I didn't want to because I wanted to be a priest. Here she comes! That's not her. Stop, stop, stop! You told me to play! I told you I will give you the gesture cue. <laughs> the bride looks beautiful. That's the maid of honor. Uh, she looks beautiful too. Hush, Raymond. <laughs> I'll make sure that you know when to start playing. We'll just have you start when you see Gladys come into the room. I'll go out in the hall and let you know when it's time. Good idea. I can see everything perfectly fine up on the dais. I can give her the gesture cue, and then she'll know when to start. You mean like the three times she started already? I'm sorry. You wouldn't have to suffer this abuse over at St. Peter's. Don't you dare try to steal her right now. Gladys is ready. We can start now. Not yet. Is it over? It hasn't even started. When does bingo start? Soon. How will I know when to start? I'll give you the cue. Gil will come in when she's ready. How about I just tell you when? Let's all get up on the dais and start. But, but, but I'm not sure when to start. Would everyone please be seated? Yes, take a seat. I'm Father Al from St. Peter's Catholic Church of Kepler. And I'm Pastor Donna from Redeemer Lutheran. Of course, you all know me. Of course, you all... I mean, I would like to get to know all of you. It seems like just yesterday that I was in this recreation room for the wedding of Clarence and Margaret Foster. It was a beautiful fall day. I hope you make it to the next fall, Donna. Falls are beautiful That's in Kepler. Pastor Donna. I'm the new pastor of Redeemer That was a tragic, Lutheran. tragic ending. But we all prayed for you, Margaret. Why is that woman crying? Her husband died the next day. Oh, dear Lord. That day was gorgeous. The colors of the tree leaves turning is just beautiful, especially in the Catholic cemetery on the north end of town. Of course, the Catholic cemetery has those beautiful trees all throughout. It's too bad that the Lutheran Cemetery only has that one tree in it. We just talked about that at the last church council meeting. We're going to let parishioners start planting memorial trees in the cemetery to remind them of their loved ones. Uh, shall we get started? We come here today to celebrate the union of Bruce and Gladys in holy matrimony. <clears throat> now, dear. Now what? Play the march. He hasn't given me the hand signal. She's halfway down the aisle already. Play, Helen. I'll handle this. Dun, 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 dun. Now! Slow down. She's almost to the altar. I have to get it done before she gets there. You may be seated. Yeah, sit. I thought she was getting married. She is. He already died? No, that was her last husband. She's getting married to her last husband? Hush. A wedding is an important sacrament in the Catholic Church. Lutherans like it too. It is a union that God sees as... What is with these two? They've been bickering all day. You should have just had this at the church. None of the Lutherans would come. Then have it at the Lutheran church. None of the Catholics would come. 
I haven't known Gladys very long. I've known her for 30 years. You are quite a bit older. This ceremony isn't much different than a Lutheran wedding. I don't suppose it is. They pay much better over at the Catholic Church. Are you thinking of switching? No, I just thought it was an interesting fact. I could easily play their music, though. Helen, if you're thinking of switching... Their music isn't as good as ours. Lots of old hymns, but very easy to play. It wouldn't take much in the way of practicing. If you want to switch... I'm not switching. I'm just thinking out loud. I know what happens when you think out loud. Even later in life, the marriage vows take on a special meaning. You may only live a few years. Or a few hours, like Clarence. (laughs) I got them a wedding gift. What? I wasn't sure what they needed, and I didn't have much time. What did you get them? I found out from Bruce's daughter that they're not registered anywhere. That's because they have everything they need. I wasn't sure what they wanted. They told people in the invitation not to get them gifts. People always say that, but then you come without a gift and they're disappointed. What did you get them? Something Bruce says he's always wanted. What? A unicycle. A unicycle? When did Bruce ever say he wanted a unicycle? I don't know. When we were in high school. Where on earth did you get a unicycle in the last few hours? I was driving around town and I saw a sign for a garage sale. There it was. It looked brand new and a sign on it said, only used once. I'll bet. Did you try it out to see if it worked? Uh, I... I didn't think of that. You didn't even make sure that it works. I don't know how to ride a unicycle. Neither does Bruce. Good one, flamethrower. Do you, Bruce, take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? I do. And do you... She's mine. She's Lutheran. Do you, Gladys, take Bruce to be your lawful wedded husband? I do. I think we might be on the verge of a religious war. Haven't you ever been to the church softball game? No. That's a religious war. God forbid they ever open the bowling alley again and resume the church bowling night. Do we have to go bowling after this? No. I'm going to a movie tonight with Monica. What's the rating? You aren't going to get an R-rated movie. Mom, God, you are so dumb. It's not like they check your ID at West Acres. You are not going to an R-rated movie. You are 13. I passed for 17 at the movie theater. Let me give you a piece of advice, Kelsey. Don't have kids. I'm having serious doubts. I now present to you Bruce and Gladys Wald. Here they are. Hey, Helen. Woodstock. Did you want them to play Jimi Hendrix? This is our parents' music. If we play Led Zeppelin, someone's going to break a hip. <laughs> that would be more entertaining than this. Bruce and Gladys seem to be enjoying themselves. That's all that matters. Did you see the cake? I saw it. Couldn't they afford a nicer cake? Don't say anything to Gladys about it. Mom, the cake looks broken. I know, honey. Is it rotten? No. Does Grandpa know? He knows. Don't say anything about it to him. This music is great. Where's the cake? I was promised cake. It's right over there. Oh, wait a minute. I I don't think you should have any cake. Are you going to kill Tanner for what he did to the cake? My grandson is dumb enough that he will probably kill himself. He made it this far. True. Is Bruce mad? He's had to deal with his daughter today. He's just glad that the wedding happened. I might hurt your grandson if I see him. He didn't come to the wedding. He didn't come to his own grandma's wedding? He's hiding out somewhere. He's not answering his phone. You are taking me over to the impound lot in Wapaton after this. It's uh, closed on Saturday. Then you're taking me on Monday. Do you really even like Kepler? There are a lot of small towns with churches that you could serve in. (laughs) I like the people. It's only the Catholics I seem to be having a problem with. The Catholics founded this town. The next combined wedding we do, I'm taking the lead. Bruce asked me to be in charge. 
only because Pastor Keith retired. I'll make a deal with you. Whatever religion the bride is will determine who is in charge. That way we will never have to argue about this again. Okay, deal. Don't park in the handicap parking. Don't drive your car from the church, which is only a block away. You know, rumor has it that the bowling alley is reopening next month. I think we should restart the church bowling league. But I must warn you, the Catholic team has won six of the last eight championships. I have it under good authority that the Lutherans have won the last ten church softball league trophies. That's only because Pastor Keith has such a good curveball. He wouldn't be able to pitch for you now. He's retired. I'll find someone that can pitch. Church league rules are that the minister of the church is required to be the pitcher. You mean me? I've been working on my curveball. Hope you've been working on yours. I found Tanner. Where was he? Hiding in my room. He refuses to come out here. He should come out here when we cut the cake. That's why he's not coming out. What are you staring at? Gil and Helen. There's about to be some fireworks. Why? I had a surplus, and I gave it to Gil. Bruce gave me an extra $50, just like Father Al said he would. Helen? They pay $75 at St. Peter's on Sundays. Helen? I don't think the Catholic Church is that much different than the Lutheran Church. We can talk about this later. We have to go. Why? They haven't even cut the cake yet. Bruce gave me a gift, and I took it. We have to go. What did he give you? A jumping bean. We have to go now. Oh, dear. Walk in front of me on the way out. Where are those two rushing off to? Apparently, your wedding present is for more than the bride and groom. Hey, do either of you know where you can get unicycle riding lessons? Congratulations, Gladys. Thank you, Teresa. I know this is hard on you. I'm going to be fine. Mom, not now. Cake didn't turn out so good. Ray's wife made it. I'm surprised. She's usually a great cook. Mom, not now, Lydia. Unfortunately, she's not the one to blame. My grandson Tanner was in charge of bringing it over here. That was my mistake. I've been looking at it all day, waiting for it to finally tip over. You should cut it into pieces as soon as possible. Your dad wanted to get some pictures of us cutting it. Mom! Not now, Lydia. I'm talking to someone. Look. Look at what? The back of your skirt is drooping. Oh, oh dear. It looks like your hem is coming undone. I tried to fix it myself, but I'm not much of a tailor. Let's see if I can... Do you have any tape? I've got something much better. Voila. I have safety pins. You brought safety pins to your own wedding? You never know what needs to be pinned in. Let me try this. Lydia, would you please stand in front of your mother to block everyone's view while I fix this? No problem. Um, What am I supposed to call you? You can call me anything you like. Gladys is fine, or the pin lady, or if you've got a better nickname, call me that. I'm sorry, I probably butchered the hem. No, this is an easy fix. After the reception is done, we'll go back to my room and I can fix it in a jiffy. I'll show you both how, so even Lydia can fix her own hem someday. Thank you. Ew, I don't want to learn all that old maid stuff. Not old maid stuff, practical stuff. Someday you're going to go to prom, and in the off chance you rip your dress, I want you to be able to fix it in a pinch. Okay, that's a good reason. There, all done. That will hold until we can do it properly. Um, I apologize. For what? For calling you a gold digger earlier. Honey, I've been called much worse than that in my day. You were just looking out for your father. Grandpa's waving at you. He wants me to cut the cake. I better go over there. Afterwards, the three of us will go back to my room and do some old maid stuff. She's pretty cool. I like her. I like her too. What should I call her? What do you want to call her? I don't want to hurt your feelings. You won't. How about Grandma Gladys? Grandma Gladys it is. I want to thank you all for coming and sharing our wedding day with us. I never expected to be getting married again. What's wrong with that cake? Hush. The cake is delicious. It's just a little droopy. A little? Can I have your attention, please? Bingo will be starting in the recreation room in five minutes. Well... That cleared out fast. Saved by the bingo. Would you like a piece of cake, Mrs. Wald? I would love a piece, Mr. Wald. This was a presentation of A Kepler Wedding by Kevin Kennedy. 
featuring the voice talents of Lori Koenig, Scott Horvick, Jean Wilhelmy, Grace Kennedy, Emma Rudolph, Jim Hagel, Jeannie Smith, David Wilhelmy, Virginia Kennedy, Lori Horvick, Bill Lucas, Brent Brandt, Felicity Suda, Kevin Kennedy, Jay Nelson, Pam Strait, Shania Hawari, J.J. Gordon, Rusty Halverson, and Derek Hansen. With musical selections performed by Liz Wilhelmy, poster design Tara Kennedy, technical supervisor David Wilhelmy. Thanks for stopping by Kepler.